Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just sign up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Talking Niners podcast. Part of the Blue Water Hustle Network. Normally I say a, like a hello, hi. I forgot that for some reason this time. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, yeah, real life. Talking Niners podcast, Blue Water Hustle Network, all that good stuff. I'm your host, Kobe Ransom. This, I, it's been a while. I feel rusty for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it's only been a week, man. Yeah, right, I mean, we, it, we, did, did we record longer. on Monday last week or? I, I think it was, I think it might have been, no, nah, it was Tuesday, I think. Tuesday, whatever. It's been about whatever. a week, but anyway, I feel it. uh, yeah, I'm your host, Kobe Ransom. Um, joining me as per usual, Niner Sam. What's up, bro? It's good, man. I mean, I've had a lot going on this week. Finally got some time. Talk Niners always love doing this. So let's just get into it, man. I'm hyped. All right. OTAs, uh, before we even start with OTAs, um, the news, we'll talk about the running back situation. Um, Jeff Wilson apparently got surgery on his meniscus and he will be out for four to six months so sam uh when you see that news whenever you saw it uh what's the first thing you think of you know frankly and this is gonna this is gonna sound like kind of a negative thing but i did not care too much yes it sucks (laughs) for jeff wilson jeff wilson i don't i'm not saying that jeff wilson is a bad running back whatsoever but as i always say i've said i think every podcast that i've been on in my entire life kyle shannon can work with any running back he wants so Losing Jeff Wilson, it's not going to be the biggest deal to our team. Yes, Jeff Wilson, fantastic player. Great to have him on the team. He's great when healthy. But considering that this is an injury where he'll be back midseason, we can fill that need immediately with the running backs we have right now. We drafted two running backs, Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell, and thank God we did those because now we need to fill Jeff Wilson's shoes right now. Also signed Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman can easily sign into that RB2 role. And do we know how Jeff Wilson hurt his meniscus? We have no idea where. No when, idea. Yeah, no idea. Okay, so I bet I bet that happened a bit earlier on in the off season, a bit earlier than it came out. I bet they were trying to hide that to just get their guys earliest, like Trey Sermon. No, I didn't. No one really saw them trading up for Trey Sermon until it actually happened. Elijah Mitchell. It's sixth round, so you can't really say that. But they, they went to go get their guys. I mean, the Niners, as always, they keep hiding everything from us, which I'm fine with. But now, yeah, you got to kind of admit it. He's not at camp. There's a reason for that. Someone's going to bring that up eventually. So Jeff Wilson, torn meniscus. I mean, yeah, fantastic player for this team. It's going to suck without him. But at the end of the day, it's not the biggest deal. He's not that X factor to our offense that we need. So at the end of the day, I don't have too many thoughts other than that we prepared really well for this and we knew that this was coming. So we have the backup right there and this shouldn't affect our offense too much. Yeah, I mean, the Niners drafted two backs. You know, you got Trey Sermon in there, and you got Elijah Mitchell. And I think, you know, Wilson's injury probably opens up the door for Trey Sermon to be, for sure, the number two back. Um, he'll probably most assuredly be taking all of Wilson's snaps, the snaps he would have had. And so now Sermon probably becomes a favorite to be your RB2. Um, and maybe Mitchell, uh, well, I think the battle becomes, you know, Mitchell 
or or Gallman for that third back spot, unless they keep four. And at that point, it's either Gallman or Hasty. They've um, kept I, four in previous years, I believe, yeah, so I, not I including Kyle Juszczyk. I feel like Mitchell might be safe, um, but I think Gallman and Hasty will be the, the, the two who are fighting for that last uh, running back spot. So we'll see how that goes, but I think it's safe to say that Mitchell and Sermon will probably make the roster, and Sermon will probably get quite a few snaps in the regular season. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Wilson even gets snaps when he comes back, because if the backs are, are rolling, if most are still healthy, if Sermon's playing well, you know, and and either Mitchell or uh, or Gallman or Hastier or or you know good as like you know kind of a spellback and just in there occasionally, you know, there might not be a, a spot for Wilson to come back. We know you know it's super com- competitive. You can lose your job really quickly in the NFL. Uh, you know, it, it sucks for Jeff Wilson, but it's I mean if we don't see him play, you know, anymore significant snaps for the Niners this would be you know why it happened because he got hurt while there was competition in that running back room yeah and honestly I think the battle right now for that for the running back spots I think you have Sermon as a lock Moster as a lock it's really you got that three-way battle between Wayne Gallman Jamichael Hasty, Elijah Mitchell and I'm giving Mitchell the upper hand and Gallman the upper hand Gallman with the experience and I also really like that signing I've always been high on that signing a lot of people have been mad on it I'm very high on it and Elijah Mitchell, I'm just giving the upper hand because that's a guy that used draft capital on this year. Jamichael Hasty, they didn't use any draft capital on undrafted free agent. If he walks, it's not going to be the end of the world. Elijah Mitchell, I mean, you want to take that upside. I think that's really just an upside pick right there. Both guys have tremendous upside, in my opinion. I'm still on board with Jamichael Hasty. I'm still a very big fan of him, but I think you want to go upside with that RB4 spot and go with a guy like Elijah Mitchell. They might keep three running backs. I highly doubt it considering the injury history with this team. I think you're probably looking at four running backs. Historically, they have done four running backs plus Kyle Juszczyk, so five. Maybe they go six. I highly doubt that. It's I mean, But the offense is becoming, you got a mobile quarterback or a guy who can, an elusive quarterback, a guy who can get that speed, a guy who's a good runner in Trey Lance. Maybe this is becoming a more of a run offense. Maybe they go five running backs to keep all five. I don't really know. My prediction's four right now. If I had to give a prediction right now, I would give, as I said earlier, Raheem Mostert, RB1. Or I'm not even going to say RB1 because really everyone just splits carries. But Mostert, Sermon, Wayne Gallman, and Elijah Mitchell. Which of Michael Hasty, I would think getting a practice squad roster, but I would bet that another roster could easily pick him up off waivers. All right, moving on to the the next popular talking point amongst the uh, 49ers social media. Julio Jones, and um, it feels like the rumors, and he was on the – well, he wasn't necessarily on. Uh, Shannon Sharp called him while they were on the show. I don't know if Julio knew he was on the show or not. I assume he had to have known um, because, I mean, if Shannon Sharp is calling you on a, on a – well, like a Tuesday morning, I, I assume you kind of have to know that possibly he's probably doing a show, knowing that he does a show with Skip, you know. But he said uh, when when asked if he was going to be back in Atlanta, he's like, "No, I'm out of there." So, uh, and we hear the rumors are heating up. Um, apparently, he put in the request to be traded a long time ago, and the Niners are one of the teams that are uh, right now, as far as betting favors, I think they're one of the betting favors to land Julio Jones. How they go about doing that, you know, that's to be determined. But I know Sam, you were one of the people who are more so less Julio Jones, more. Zach Ertz, and you got some pushback when you put that out there saying your video was close to being done. Um, and you kind of you, you stood your ground. Has has your mind changed at all on who you'd rather have on this team, or are you still uh 
preferring Zach Ertz over Julio Jones. I'm still preferring Zach Ertz, but okay, let me just put this out there right now. I'm not against Julio Jones to the 49ers. Absolutely not. I would happily take Julio Jones. A second and third, that's the reason I don't want Julio Jones because you can get Zach Ertz for a six-round pick. And Zach Ertz for a six-round pick, yeah, Julio Jones, fantastic receiver. But we have, we're, if we give us a second and third for him, we don't have any picks in the first two days. That concerns me a little bit. You have a four, a five. We don't have our six and a seven. And maybe Zach Ertz, you can't give up a six for him. So maybe it's next year's fifth or something, a 2023 fifth, I should say. Or maybe it's some combination of picks. I don't really know. We'll have to see what that is. But Zach Ertz, when you look at that capital right there, it makes a lot more sense to go get him because you're a team. I mean, yeah, you're in win now mode, but you're going to need that capital later on. So I think getting a guy like Zach Ertz, who, by the way, just I'm just going to say this right now. People are saying he's past his prime. That's not true at all. He just had one down season. Look at his numbers, 2018, 2019. Those were two of his best career seasons. And then 2020, he got kind of kicked out of the system. He needs a system fit. I'm so tired of that argument that he is done because he is not done. He has a lot more to prove. It was always, I, I was saying at the end, at the beginning of last season that he was going to be done in film because I saw this coming from a mile away. And most NFL fans should have seen this as well, that Zach Ertz did not fit in this Philly scheme and he needed a system change and he's now going to get one. So I think it would be a very good, it's a low risk, high reward deal to get a guy like Zach Ertz. Whereas Julio Jones, Julio Jones, if you want to talk about a guy having a down season, Julio Jones. I mean, I'm, I, I'm already saying for Zach Ertz having down season, but Julio Jones also did have a down season. He's a bit older than Zach Ertz. That scream is a bit more high risk, high reward to me. I don't really know. I think Zach Ertz, you, you get, and with the compensation as well, factoring that in, it makes a lot of sense. And second of all, you have system-wise. I believe that we'd still need a tight end too or receiving tight end. Ross Dwelly, decent receiver. I like him a lot better in the blocking game. Charlie Warner is a pure blocker. We've always wanted to have that two tight end set, I believe. So getting Zach Ertz would fit that right there. So you got cap-wise, capital Oh, cap-wise, I didn't talk about that. Much cheaper contract, one-year deal. If he doesn't pan out, you can move on. And you don't even, I mean, you have George Kittle ahead of him. So if you have to have him move on, that's totally fine. You can probably replace him with a guy in the draft or something like that. Getting that guy right there. So cap-wise, capital-wise, scheme-wise, this makes a lot more sense, in my opinion, than Julio Jones, who, by the way, Julio Jones is a guy who is a wide receiver one. We have a guy in Brendan Ayuk who is a wide receiver one in our system. I don't really see him being a wide receiver two. I believe Julio Jones, yeah, he'd be a good scheme fit. I think you could move Brendan Ayuk back to wide receiver two, deeper to wide receiver three. It might not be the best fit though. However, I want to bring up your deal, Kobe, that I saw this on Twitter the other day. Raheem Mostert in a fourth. Now you have Jeff Wilson on the IR for a while. So that's yeah, now not doesn't as look so good. Now it doesn't look so good because Jeff Wilson's hurt, but it does. It doesn't, I should say. But if we can pull that off, I'm happy with that. I think Trey Sermon, Wayne Gallman, I think that's a pretty good one-two punch. Have Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hasty round out the roster. I'm fine with that. Honestly, I don't think the 49ers are that fine with that. But if we can pull off something like that, or maybe even like Jeff Wilson, they're not going to take Jeff Wilson in the fourth. Yeah, they definitely won't. no. Definitely, definitely not, not now. now. But if we can pull something off like that, that would be great. But a second and a third is too much for you. If you're looking at Zach Ertz, we don't have our six, as I just said. So you're maybe looking at, Zach Ertz in a fifth for a fourth, or maybe Zach Ertz for a 2023 fifth. That's what I'm thinking right there. And that's a phenomenal deal. I take that over the second and the third for Julio Jones. All right. Um, <laughs> you need to collect your thoughts right there. Man. <laughs> I, I understand where you're going with the Zach Ertz thing. 
Um, I understand it. And to, to help your argument, the Niners aren't a big three wide, you know, team. They don't run a whole lot. I think they run third least in the league in terms of formation percentage of three wide receiver sets. So they normally go 21, 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends, or, you know, one back, two tight ends. That's normally, they normally stay, you know, like to keep the defenses in the base packet so they can do their run game and, you know, do play action. And having another, you know, threat out there at tight end where they can use more of their two tight end sets and still not lose anything in the passing game. Now, it would be nice. Is Zach Ertz the guy you want to do that with? I mean, who knows? It's, it's I wouldn't say it's out Before, there, but I'll just say it's not very to 2019, likely. I will, let me just add one more thing. From 2015 to 2019, he was hands down a top three tight end in the NFL. I'm willing to take that risk with Zach Ertz right there. If, if he had a down year last year, his system was poor. I'm really just repeating myself right there. But I think you have to take that. And also, just add this one more thing. Like, he doesn't necessarily need to be a blocker. We have George Kittle. We have Ross Dwelly. We have Charlie Warner. He doesn't necessarily need to be in the blocking game. We could, sh- if we want to, we could shift him over to receiver. Dare I say it? We could have some fun with Zach Ertz. It, w- it wouldn't be a terrible idea. But, I mean, Julio Jones. I understand what you're saying by Ayuk, but I think if that happens, if you bring Julio Jones in, it only makes Ayuk's job even easier. And now he's going up against a lesser corner. You're not going to put your your quarterback one on Ayuk and leave Julio Jones Julio Jones with your second best corner. I mean, you're just not going to do that. So Ayuk gets you know the more favorable matchups. Um, and then if you bring in Julio Jones, you get to use Debo more sparingly. Maybe even use him more in the backfield. I mean, you just get a. I mean, I, I think in terms of of offensive threats, Julio Jones provides much much more he takes you kind of over the top and makes you receivers maybe kyle does go more three wide if he gets julio jones in there you know you know kyle is he, he, he adapts he's not uh too stuck in his ways i don't think we just saw him not draft the quarterback people thought he was going to draft people thought he was more of a mac jones guy and he takes trey lance so i think if kyle did get julio jones in he would evolve into probably more getting him Ayuk and debo out there i think that would be 10 times scarier to deal with than an Ayuk Debo, Ertz, and Kittle. I I just just and I think, you know, and you know, if you're bringing Julio, you get to kind of you give Trey Lancer or bad, I'm never coughing. Even if it's Julio uh Julio, Jimmy Garoppolo, you give them a lot of help, you know, give them a, a very reliable go-to target on the outside. We know Jimmy had uh some of his best games when he had a, a veteran receiver you could rely on Emmanuel Sanders during the regular season. Um and if Lance plays, you get Lance, you give him all the targets you could want. Julio Jones, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. He's, I mean, he's going to ease himself in alongside Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon in the backfield. I just think the offense as a whole, I think it, it works better for the quarterbacks. I think the offense is a lot more dangerous, and I think it just makes the 49ers better overall in offense than if they went and got Zach Ertz, even if it feels like it would make more sense scheme-wise for the Niners because they don't run a lot of three, uh, you know, three wide, do a lot more two tight end than three wide receivers. I think Kyle would adapt and make use of all three of his good, you know, elite receivers. Oh, well, I won't say they're all elite, but you know, they're all really good. Um, yeah, I don't think Julio Jones is, I mean, even though he was most of his, his down, I guess you can say his down year was because he wasn't on the field. He had to deal with the hamstring. I think it was last season, um, but he was still very good um, when he's on the field. I think he's, he's still one of the better receivers in the league. If the Niners can get Julio Jones, I think you go ahead and do it. Um, I'm not, I'm not big on the Zach Ertz thing, but if that's what they did, I would I would be okay with it. But I think Sam, you might be the only one. I mean, I know you got a couple. I think people I am the are, only. I've seen you got a couple people out, who are kind of like 
you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I could see them doing that. But most people are like, dude, what are you talking about? This, this there's is some not. people who use, I mean, there's some people who just, you're like, you're a clown. There's one person who is like, I am totally on board with you. There's been other names. David Njoku might be better. OJ Howard might be better. But I mean, Zach Ertz is better than those two guys. So that's why I want Zach Ertz. I think the one thing I will say, I mean, both are going to improve our offense drastically, in my opinion. I think Zach Ertz is going to improve our offense as much as Julio Jones would. It's really, it's very, it's very similar in my opinion, but both are going to improve our offense. I just think Zach Ertz, you have a lot more upside with him than you do with Julio Jones, considering that the, what the risk you're giving up for that. So that's my thing with that. And I also think you look at those two guys. I mean, yeah, it just, I mean, it just, we're, I'm not against I, any of this. I think it's going to work out perfectly. One of those two guys, the thing I was going to say, was that Julio Jones, I do think we have a better chance in getting him, if I'm being completely real. I bet a lot of teams right now, you have a lot of teams looking for tight ends. Cardinals and Bengals are two teams just to throw out there right now. They desperately need tight end help. Whereas wide receivers, you really have us. New England, was there's a report of his destination. I don't know. He said on Undisputed, I want to win. I don't know why you want to go to New England because I don't see them in a win-now situation necessarily. I think he just has a – I think he really wants to play with Cam Newton. I think that's, that's fair. I think, I think him and Cam, but that's like going to be, so that's going to shift over to Mac Jones anytime now. Cause I have zero faith in Cam Newton, but I mean, I'm Hey, I'm not Bill Belichick. So maybe he has a bit more faith in Cam Newton than I do. But I mean, you look at, I think the Niners definitely have some of the highest odds to get a guy like Julio Jones. I think Tennessee, I feel like Tennessee is just a match made in heaven for Julio Jones. So I think you got to have that plan B in Zach Ertz. If that, if the Niners plan a is to get Julio Jones, you have to have that plan B. And I think that plan B is just screaming right at everyone right now, and that is Zach Ertz. Plan C, I don't think there really is a plan C. It's really one of those two options. And if you if you if you don't get any of them, fine. But I think you can improve the offense drastically with both guys. I think Julio's it. I think that's the only person they might even trade for at this point. I mean, because or Zach Ertz. I, don't I, yet, I, man. I I <laughs> highly doubt. I I will almost guarantee there is a zero percent chance they trade for Zach Ertz. So. I'll save that for later. I don't know. I make <laughs> whenever I make dude, whenever I make a video on a player that I really want, the past three videos, I made four players' videos. Jamal Adams, that was a guy everyone wanted. Next one was Sam Darnold. Everyone hated me for it. Actually, it was 50-50. Carson Wentz, everyone hated for me. I think I'm gonna get the most hate for this one. Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping will. by the way, I'm hoping to drop this at 4 p.m. tomorrow for the streamers who are watching this. If you're listening to the podcast, that would be today. I can't guarantee it though. I've just had a lot going on, but We'll see. I got to grind that video out. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, people aren't going to like that one. Uh, people, people are not. <laughs> I would not be surprised if – I mean, I've already been flamed on Twitter for a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to stand my ground. I think Zach Ertz is a phenomenal fit, and you're really not going to convince me otherwise. I know people have been putting up numbers. I mean, I've looked at the numbers myself. I like the stats that he's putting up. If you're using PFF numbers, I don't use PFF for anyone, so I won't validate that at all. So that's all I really got. This isn't directed at you at all, but I, you know, just the the box score. I'm not this like it's not directed at you at all, but the box score people. I think <sighs> I got a gripe. People would just go to go to like stat lines and box scores. Like, oh yeah, this guy must be good. This guy must be bad. Like, I, I think you. I, I will say, I think you have to look at the percentages, and I, I think that's really what you look at because you can't just say like oh, he had this many completions, and then you look at the targets, it's bad. You have to look at the percentages, and you have to look at – you have to go into the deep stats. That's really 
what I have to do. And you obviously have to watch the film. Watch what he matter does. Fact, matter of fact, I'm about to read that line real quick uh, and, and have you guess who it is. All right. So this quarterback threw for 4,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, 18 picks. Who do you think it is? This season? In 2015. In 2015. 2015. Uh, I would go with Matt Ryan. Incorrect. You want to know who it is? Who? Blake Bortles. That Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles threw for 35 touchdowns. Yes. So was, this is good. exactly – I mean, it's good. But, I mean, I'm not saying stats – you have to look at the whole picture. You can't just say yeah. like, oh, and this is why – I made a Jimmy Garoppolo video why he's a top 10 uh, – like top 12 quarterback at this time a year ago. And, I mean, I, I kind of look back at that now and like I was just – I was being – that was the most biased video I think I ever did. I'm trying to be <laughs> fair with everyone. I look at all the stats. I'm trying to figure it out. What's going on with stats? I know some stats lines are absolutely crazy. I think, I mean, Jameis Winston, 2019, 30 touchdowns, like leading I mean, passing. In college, Jimmy Garoppolo threw 50 touchdowns, over 5,000 yards. You'd be like, oh, this guy's be the best quarterback prospect ever. Exactly. I mean, and Brock Rudder, our third round pick last year, had over 50 touchdowns. That has to be the best. And now, and he got, oh, or, sorry, not third round pick. Uh, he was a D3 guy. That's what I meant to say. That was the three. Undrafted free agent, didn't even make the training camp roster. Or I, he got cut, but somehow, sometime. But and, and I know, I not, really every, know. not everyone has a time to grind film or watch every game or this, that, and the third. But sometimes, just like if you don't know, just don't say anything. It doesn't hurt to not say anything. Okay. If you don't know, yeah. just don't say anything. I mean, watch film, look at, don't look at, just don't look at like this, the stats that you want to see. You got to take note of all the stats. And yes, yeah, Zach Ertz, when you look at those 2020 stats, they're all horrific. But 2018, 2019, you look at those stats, those are great stats to have. 70% uh, 70 completion percentage, 2018. 2019 dropped a little bit, but still he had a very productive season. And you just got to look at what he's doing. And film, you got to look at what he does in the route running, blocking game as well. He's a decent blocker. He could improve a little bit, but we don't really necessarily need a blocker too, too much. So in the end, I think it just works out really well. And I think he could have a very big up year in a new system. And he should. You know, also we'll be crazy. What if what if Zach Ertz gets traded to some other team and everyone kind of just laughs at it, doesn't care, and then Zach Ertz becomes the top three tight end in football yet again? And here I am just saying, I told you. And everyone now everyone's just gonna come up to me and said, All right, what happened? I you know who I really want that to happen to? I want that to happen to Sam Darnold, because I was all in on Sam Darnold and I got so much hate for that. I mean, he's got a chance, man. I mean, the Panthers, he has this is the best team he's ever had. So, I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. In the best NFL, like it's the best team he's ever had. So, it's his best chance to really show whether he is actually a bust or if he just was in the wrong team, the wrong coach, and the wrong system, the wrong everything. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. All right. Now, for what you guys came for uh, OTAs. And really, it's not much about the OTAs and more so about what they said at the press conferences because we didn't see anything for OTAs, really. A couple highlights them doing some drills. We didn't see any clips from seven on seven, um, no clips from 11 on. Um, can't speak 11 on 11 um so we just have quotes um so from kyle shanahan apparently all of bosa heard and even d ford are expected to be ready for training camp so uh sam thoughts on really i mean we kind of expected heard and bosa but i've been saying maybe the niners feel like ford might be coming back and it seems like ford is going to be at least given an attempt to come back yeah, D4 coming back. That's definitely interesting. I think you've been hearing 
maybe D4 could come back. But if he is coming back, just imagine. We got Samson Ebukam to replace D4. Now imagine them both on this team. That's insane. And you still have Nick Bosa. You still have Eric Armstead. You still have Javon Kinlaw. You add in Arden Key, Maurice Hurst. This is D-line is going to be stacked. And oh boy, I cannot wait to see D Ford back on this team. Because I mean, I, I've been saying for a while now, D Ford, when he was on the field, this defensive line was so much better in 2019. It was significantly better. I was saying he's an X factor. I think X factor is a bit of a reach now that I look at it, but still D Ford provided so much to this defensive line when he was on the field so much better. And I think getting him back, you don't have to use him that much. He can be a third down guy. Is he, is this his last year? Is he on a contract year? No, two years for Ford. Two years. Okay. So yeah, this, this is probably year next year. this year, next year. So, I mean, this could be his last year in San Francisco. Maybe you try to prove him one more time with this defensive line, see if the injury history can settle down a little bit. Injuries can settle down a little bit, I should say. But overall, man, D Ford is a, I mean, he's a baller. He's a speed rusher. We need that speed rusher. We didn't really have that last year. Kerry Hyder, yeah, he's a speed rusher, but D Ford is definitely better than him. In When they're both healthy, D Ford's for sure the better guy. When they're on the field and D Ford's healthy, it works out really well. So we'll have to see how he comes back from that injury. That was an injury where you were thinking this could be a three-week thing and then it could have been career-ending, and now he's back on the field against all odds. So shout-out to D Ford, man. We're really glad to have him back. Everyone should be glad to have him back. Doesn't need to play that mu- uh, that many snaps, but if he does and he stays healthy, this D-line is going to be a wrecking crew. Yeah, I mean, I when the, when the Niners, I think John Lynch said numerous times, like, hey, D Ford's working, D Ford's working, he's trying to get back. And I was kind of like, huh. And then when they restructured his deal, I was like, okay, Ford has to feel like he can come back. I don't think he would have done that if he didn't feel like he could play, you know, just because he's taking, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. Are they, I mean, I don't think he's losing money in that sense, but I mean, the deal is kind of restructured. No, that he actually think he did lose money. They worked it up and, uh, you know, made a new one for him. So yeah, he kind of lost money. Um, lost that that long term just you know kind of what's the word for it um security i guess you can say because it wasn't mm-hmm. i think it was three or four years left in the deal and now it's just two um so yeah the fact that he feels like he, he can come back and play uh i think you know it's a good sign and if he can play and in, in, in kansas city his last year i believe or it might have been numerous years but they didn't practice him in kansas city he just played in the games and the reason why is, is because he's you know, his back and his neck is just so fragile. You just don't want him to take extra hits and extra, you know, just extra, you know, and that's, that's what practice is. And, you know, in come game time, he's going to perform. So if he if he does become healthy enough to participate in training camp, it'll be interesting to see how they go about, you know, managing him. Uh, will they do the Chiefs model and just not practice him and be like, hey, just, you know, just lay low, just warm up a little bit, you know, just, just stay loose. But, you know, come game time is when you'll play. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 maybe they signed Ebicam knowing that Ford was going to be healthy, and maybe Ebicam would just be depth, or he could be used as possibly an outside linebacker in coverage. But he did play some play a little bit of coverage in uh in L.A. for with the Rams. You know, he said play a three four scheme. Um, he was an outside linebacker for them, so he did have some coverage responsibilities. So maybe they have a plan for uh, Ebicam that we don't know about yet. Um. I will. Can I just interrupt real quick? I will say yeah. the Rams misused Ebukam, in my opinion. I think he was supposed to be coming as that D Ford replacement. I think that was the plan with him. And I think D Ford coming back surprised the 49ers. Just from all the signs that I've seen, 
I think Samson Ebukam was supposed to be a D-line guy. He's I bet the plan now that D Ford's back is probably use Ebukam on first and second down, D Ford on third down. And if you honestly like if you need to make a move with one of those guys, I think both of those guys, especially if D Ford can stay healthy this year. I mean, you can just use them a little bit and then show that production to other teams and get some ridiculous deal for him. That would be insane because I think by the end of the year, you're not going to need both of those guys. One of those guys should be gone, uh, both non-contract years. I wouldn't say that. And, uh, I mean, when it comes to D-line depth, I think you couldn't have more than enough. I don't think it's ever too that's much fair. on the D-line. I just, I just think you have two guys who are starting caliber on the same D-line and if one, if it's, I, I don't think they would trade Ebukam. I think they're more likely to trade Ford because of that salary. But if let's say D Ford has a good season, stays healthy and really just doesn't do much like third down guy, but he does a lot when he's in on those third downs, I think they can get a good price for him. And if we trade for a guy like Julio Jones for a second and third, maybe recuperate a third round pick from that, that would be nice or recuperate the third that we traded away to get Trey Lance. So maybe they this, do something like that. I don't really know. It's his too early to number, say that. His cap number, okay, D4's cap number for this year and next year. This year is 8.9 million and next year is 11.9 million. I don't know what so it that's was. That's pretty big. I don't know what it was before the restructure, but I mean, I think that's a little bit lower than what it was. I it's think. definitely lower than what there's no way it was uh there's no way it was this is higher than before. But but yeah, but I, I mean I, I mean I think he's a little more affordable than he was because of the injuries and he kind of did him a favor in restructuring his deal. But um, I think I mean, and then obviously, I mean, we assume that Garoppolo gets dealt, you know, next year at some point, if not this year, in case something happens somewhere. But I mean, yeah, they have more money to spend. And I think if they can keep both, they probably do keep both. Um, I just don't think you can never have too many good pass rushers on your team. That's for I mean, I'm just uh, the only reason I'm saying this is you got guys like Fred Warner. You got to resign. You got to resign. McGlinchey coming up. That, that that's the biggest like you know benefit of having a rookie. A QB on a rookie contract because you have exactly extra money to pay those guys. I know that stuff wouldn't happen to me. I mean, unless and we saw and, and the cap is going up to what 208 next year. That's what that's what's confirmed. We think that's, that's the projection. Yeah, yeah it should that, go that's, up. that's the that's the that's the um that's the ceiling for the cap next year. I think that's what they said. But um, I mean, yeah, I think they could. I think they can keep them both on the roster and i think ebicon might be you know just so they can use d4 sparingly it's like hey all right um maybe either just third downs or only like crucial third downs they, they throw him out there to to pass rush but um ford if, if you know if he can produce in any way it's a big win for the niners uh because many thought he would may have been done but uh apparently he's not all right so um i guess another guy's heard we haven't seen heard yet and we know there's a big talk about you know who wide receiver three is going to be but uh you know, they, I mean, of course, all of his teammates and coaches are saying good things about him. You know, Jalen Hurts doing this well, that well. He's really getting back up to speed. Um, but yeah, Hurts was a guy they drafted third round, you know, back in 2018 alongside Debo Samuel. Uh, or was it 2019? 2019. 2019, um, third round. Yeah. God, time is flying too fast. But uh, yeah, 2019. So uh, and we haven't seen him play a regular season game yet. But um, if he's healthy and... You know, he can go. He's definitely in in the running for wide receiver three, and that would be a good thing for the Niners. Even though we know they don't use wide receiver three that much, it's not really a focal point of the offense, but I think he could definitely do what Kendrick Bourne did and probably a bit more because um, he's more talented. And adding on to that a little bit, I mean, wide receiver three makes a lot of sense 
for Jalen Hurd because you have there were three guys I really wanted to get in the draft. Those were Demetric Felton, Trayvon Grimes, Tamorian Terry. All fell. Demetric Felton went round six, and those other two receivers went undrafted. So I mean, I think you look at you look at it, and I think they they have a ton of faith in Jalen Hurd in that injury history. Yeah, that's pretty significant. But at the end of the day, man, I think you really, I think they have a lot of faith in him. So that's all I'll say with Jalen Hurd. I would not be surprised if he's the guy at wide receiver three. Hopefully, dare I say another injury, hopefully another injury does not happen to him. I almost I said, say, hopefully whoa, I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> wait that would have been, hey, yikes. Jalen Hurd gets hurt again. You can blame Sam for this one. He did put bad voodoo all over this, man. Niner wire canceled, man. <laughs> it's just um, But yeah, that's not what Sam was trying to say. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's so many different players who could. Uh, apparently, uh, Grant said Jawan Jennings had a nice play. It's one practice, you know, one practice. We know there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, throughout camp. It's a long, long camp. Um, oh, who is and uh, so far? And who, so far, Austin Watkins okay. apparently hasn't looked good so far. Yeah, that's what I've heard. He's looked. He was the guy that got destroyed by Diamador Lenore in that clip. Yeah, and people were thinking Watkins could potentially be wide receiver three. It's it's one practice, you know. I'm not gonna sit here and say Watkins is like done. Um, and uh, and I was watching the Pat McAfee show one day, and, and Robert Mathis was one of the guys who said, "Hey, you know, it's not real till the pads come on." So you know, all the seven on seven, you know, with the shorts and, and the, the shirts, you know, we'll see what's really going on with these players when the pads come on and see who really has it and who doesn't. Um, but as of right now, I mean. I, mean, I guess we'll see. It's OTA. Some people aren't out there yet. Uh, I think there's 80 um, players out there, but it's not everyone. Um, so, yeah, we'll see as time goes on uh, how it goes. But uh, D Ford looking like he'll be back. Jalen Hurd looking like he'll be back. And we kind of ex- expect the to be back and Bosa coming back. Uh, big deal for the Niners. And they, they definitely are going to love having him back, you know, with the Niners. And to really bolster that pass rush, which was so off and on and really non-existent for large stretches of the 2020 season. Yeah, and also one more thing on wide receivers. I got a question for you, Kobe. What do you think about Marquise Lee getting cut? Is there any oh, thoughts after, on that? We not? were like, at the end of the stream, we were talking about could he be wide receiver three, could he be this and that. I mean, for whoever's on your side now towards the end here, I think it's just a body. Um, Whether it's you know, Benny Fowler, they talked to D.D. Westbrook recently. Um, we know Marquise Lee got cut. I think everyone is just bodies at this point, unless someone really comes in and impresses. But I think they're all just going to be bodies. I think that I think Kyle kind of already has an idea of who he wants to con- to compete for that third spot. But yeah, when you got cut after we spent time debating whether he could be wide receiver three or not at the end of our last episode, I was like, damn. That was yeah. And who was the guy we signed again? It was some guy from Benny the, Fowler. Benny Fowler, yeah. And I don't. I I mean, I've that's a guy I've never heard of before. So. Usually with those guys, I'm j- I just write off right away. Unless... I heard him before. I think he's with the Broncos before, and then he's with the. He's with the Broncos recently. and the Saints, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean he's not making the roster either. Yeah, so. I, I don't think he's in that conversation. I think, I think, it's, I think it's either. Year, I think it's either going to be Herder James. It, yeah, Herder so. James, sleeper candidate, Mohamed Sanu, maybe. I think he'll make the roster for the sole reason for that veteran preference. My, it depends on how many. Is they they had him last year, and the receiver room was kind of like in a in a mess at the time he came in, and they cut him anyway. That's I mean, they, cut, they cut him and when Debo came back, but I mean, he I, did I, do I well in think, Detroit, though. I think he, yeah, he. I mean, yeah, when he actually got a chance to play, I mean, he came in from the Niners, and they had no receivers, and he still wasn't playing. I think he had like three snaps, 
But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe maybe now that he has an offseason with them, OTAs, he, he gets more of a shot. But I gotta think he's one of the guys who's here who's just kind of there, you know, just in case some guys don't pan out. But I think if 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 Jalen Hurd, you know, pan it come, you know, looks how Shanahan and the coaching staff expects him to look, um, if healthy, I, I, I think Sanu might be out of there. And I think Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin, I mean, obviously he opted out last year, but Niners chose to keep him on. I have no idea what they, what they expect for him. We know he was a special teamer. Oh, there was the Kyle Shanahan quote about him in the presser today. Was there? Yes. Uh, oh, he's, it might have been – there was some – I saw Travis Benjamin's name somewhere in that transcript. Uh, yeah, they, it, he was in the question about Hurd, but I don't think he ever talked to Oh, him. he was? Okay. Oh, no, okay. Uh, how is this receiving room shaping up for you right now with some of those guys back like Travis Benjamin? Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, he didn't really he's like he didn't he's like, yeah, like, he's, he's back, back I think and... they've added some stuff to the group. That's all he's really said. So yeah. and I, I honestly don't think Travis Benjamin's in the conversation for wide receiver three. I think he's in the conversation for a special teams player, a kick returner, punt returner type of guy, because that's something we need for this team. Or oh, I'm getting my River Craycraft, man. Oh my god, River Craycraft. I'm, dude, I'm not disrespecting River Craycraft. I'm not saying we <laughs> no, I forgot about River Craycraft. That's my fault. Oh, well, then saying, you're I'm disrespecting him. I'm sitting you here should... saying it's gonna be either Hurd or James. My bad. It's either gonna be Hurd, James. Dude, or I wish Craycraft. I was the host right now because I would just kick you off. <laughs> I mean, that, don't that disrespect River, River that's Craycraft. That's my bad, man. That's my bad. River Craycraft, wide receiver three. He might be wide receiver two. I mean, who knows, man? River Craycraft. Wide receiver one. Are you out of your who mind? Julio Jones, we have River Craycraft. This is exactly why I want Zach Ertz because we have River Craycraft. Jesus, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. That's that's my fault. All right, Come on, man. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he had a presser. I think it's the first time we saw him have a, a presser with the Niners since last season. So since um, probably like week one. No, actually, no, he's definitely had a press. Oh yeah, last season, whatever. That's what he meant. Yep. Um, I was thinking. I for some reason I thought last season was 2019, but I'm I'm an idiot. So, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mean, he's going to give a lot of his generic answers to everything. Um, they all do. It's why the pressers, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about every quote because most of them are just like, you know, yeah, I'm just working, you know, just back with the guys, you know, it's, it's, it feels good to be back. I'm just out here working, you know, it's like, yeah, we know that. I would hope you are. Um, but um, a couple of, of course, I don't have the exact quotes, but I know I saw them on the timeline. Um I'll just say Jimmy Garoppolo seems confident. Um, he said, he said, I'm here to do what I've always done. I'm here to win games, you know, and that felt like he's kind of puffing out, like, Hey man, I'm, I win games, man. I come here and I win games. Like, so that's why I'm gonna come here. That's what I'm gonna do. And, uh, and there was a quote saying he, he was on some other interview and he was like, yeah, I mean, I can't say that them drafted Trey, you know, gave me a little motivation for this season. So, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo knows his situation. He knows time is ticking. I say that like every episode now, but um, yeah, he knows what's up. The Niners drafted Trey Lance. That's going to be their future. But, and then I think there's another quote. Jimmy said, you know, I know they drafted Trey to be the future, but I, you know, if I play well, hope, hopefully I can wreck those plans. I mean, Jimmy sounded like he has a chip on his shoulder. Um, This QB camp battle is going to be something to experience. And Grant said something. Um, I've listened to his show and, and once again, uh, taking it from Grant here, credit, all credit to Grant, uh, Grant the goat. But he said, you know, Jimmy looked sharper and more decisive in camp than Trey Lance so far, which he said is normal because Trey is new. You know, he hasn't been with these guys and now he's with the whole team and everything, but and he's still learning. But 
you know, and 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 Grant said, you know, Jimmy's the only better than training camp. And we know we've heard that Jimmy's probably a bad practice player, but Jimmy's been here before. Uh, Jimmy's been with his team for the last five years. He's been in the league for a while since 2014. Um, so yeah, he said it's really going to be about the preseason games when it, you know it's game time and. You know, you know in, in camp, you know, quarterbacks can't scramble like that. And, you know, they can't do just – it's not a regular game. It's, it's very scripted, you know. The defense knows what the offense wants to do, and the offense knows what the defense wants to do. It's just kind of like – this is kind of weird, you know, because it, it, it's your teammates. You know, you know each other well. But the games is where it sounds like it's going to make a difference. Um, so we'll see when the preseason comes around how these guys look. But it feels like it's going to be a very – entertaining entertaining competition and personally for my own personal benefit i want jimmy garoppolo to win the quarterback battle so i can keep my android so that yeah, i like yeah, I, that happened i like that jimmy garoppolo is very confident i like that he, he sounds like he has a chip on his shoulder and uh it's gonna be fun to watch this thing unfold yeah i mean i'm whatever whatever whoever start week one it's just whoever kyle shannon trusts more that's my thought whoever has been looking better in camp and if Jimmy Garoppolo does start week one, I won't hate it at all. I won't. I mean, I'm not going to say I, I mean, I'll love I, I, I'm I'm starting too much. Excuse me. I won't hate whoever starts week one. That's all I'll say. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like. Jimmy's is like if he if he's angry, Jimmy can normally see angry Jimmy briefly after a pick. Like he throw the pick and he's on the sideline. He's kind of pacing back and forth like can we go right through that? You know, and then he comes back out and he's like on fire. And it's like, oh, what happened to Jimmy? Like Jimmy, like we the thing was like Jimmy throws the pick and he comes back better. That's that's the thing that we kind of like said, like, okay, Jimmy throws the pick. I mean, except for 2020, it felt like he was kind of just like, all right, bro, what are we doing here? But in 2019, he threw a pick, it's like, okay, he's gonna come back, he's gonna get it together. Like it's like it's like his wake up, you know. He throws the pick and it's like, all right, got out the system, I'm good now. Let's get it. Um, maybe you know, I just I just thought of this last year's MVP, angry Aaron Rodgers. 2021 MVP, angry okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Maybe my prediction was just a year off. Maybe the one I, the one I put out <laughs> before training camp last offseason. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, yeah, 34. You were all in. Picks. I mean, we all were all, all in. Over. I mean, you can't blame you. We thought we all thought yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. We shouldn't have been bad last year. That I mean, we that's were. The thing. But we were. We were very so, bad. Not our fault, though, injuries. And other things, other players just kind of failing us, but we won't talk about that. <sighs> we ain't got to talk about it. It's a new season. What are we talking about? <laughs> new season. What are we talking about? Hit the, hit the restart button. We got a <laughs> squad. Got a loaded squad, I should say. Got to add one more piece of <laughs> Zach Ertz, but um, oh, my God. Yeah. Here we go. We're looking Julio good. Jones, please. <laughs> Julio. Julio. J-U-L-I-O. Jones. Please. All right. Um, also, they talked about Fred Warner. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, I want him to be here forever. And Fred said he wants to be a Niner for life. So in terms of... Can I also of- just say one thing with Fred Warner and the extension? Most of, most of these extensions happen in July. So I... Maybe right even like August. Moment. Right before camp. So I know a lot of people are going to be saying like, pay Fred Warner, pay Fred Warner, pay Fred Warner. They're not going to do it until camp starts. I'm just going to say that right now. So Niners Twitter, Niners fans, Niners listeners, Niners whatever, just have I'll some just patience. Say, it'll get done. Which is kind of hard to It sounds like it'll get done. Kyle wants it to get done. Fred wants it to get done. It'll get done at some point. That's just how I feel about it. 
So exactly. Good news to me that they feel that way. Good news. Perfect. Um, I think that's it. That's most everything I think, unless I'm missing something. Touched on everything. Over this, uh, oh yeah, Ritzberg retired. I think I already said that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, QB competition. You know, they want Fred back. Uh, oh yeah, George said. I think we say it. He doesn't like a rookie quarterback out there. I think we already touched on that. Um, and that, I mean, and uh, I know that quote is going to be taken so many different directions. Um, personally, George hypes everybody up. You know, <laughs> like George hypes yeah, up he does. everybody. I'm not, I can't, I'm not surprised whatsoever. I can't sit here and say everything George says is the truth because George hypes up everybody. So I can't. I'm not going to sit here and say because George said it, it must be the truth because. He's not gonna go out there and say anything bad about it. Like, oh yeah, trade is not like ready yet. He's not gonna go out there and say that. You know, it's George Kittle. He's a wild child. So yeah, he's just he's just a big ball of positive energy. That's all George Kittle is. It's just when Jimmy Garoppolo was at his lowest last year, he was so high on him. Yeah, (laughs) everyone else is like praising everyone. Everyone everyone is just burying him in the ground. It's like, nah, Jimmy's that dude. This guy (laughs) is Jimmy Godopolo. (laughs) <laughs> or Jimmy, Jimmy Jesus, still whatever you want. So to that call quote, I, at first I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Wait a second, Kobe, stop! Don't be like one of those. Don't be, like, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that everyone's been being for the last five months. Everything someone says is like, oh, oh, look we, look what he said. Look what he said about who. Look what he said about him. It's like, he okay, was, can we, can we calm down a bit? Like, all right, look, they're teammates. They're gonna support each other. Let's just let our eyes see what we need to see. Let's not take every quote and try to and try to um." read into it too far and all that other i'm done with that i'm done i'm done i did it too much over the offseason with every quarterback i'm done looking too far into things i'm just gonna see it react to it accordingly and move on when jimmy garoppolo was at his lowest point george kill thought he looked like this if you're not watching the stream he's showing uh (laughs) jimmy g i'm showing jimmy Jesus. this was my back (laughs) for like a solid two years I mean, because we were all. We were not. All, I was Lord we were all of Jimmy on that on that Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be the guy, you know. I mean, he I was man. For that, he was. No. But I'm not going to get into that too much. That's kind of past me. It's it's the Trey area now. But you know what, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can do his job here, absolutely. Jimmy, I need you that. to at least start week one, okay? Just week one. Like if you if you lose a job, Kyle. Just start you know him week be one. So, you know what would be so fun? He How about he just starts Trey Lance week one and then Jimmy Garoppolo for the other 16 games? <sighs> I'd be like, no, it doesn't count. The whole deal is off. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, well, you would have oh already had your iPhone by then. Yeah, I would be so upset. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> that would God. Be the, that would be the greatest thing that ever happened. Trey Lance just gets hurt week one. Let's not do that. Would this. Be, I, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Trey Lance injury, but that would just oh be my God. the saddest thing ever. All right, um, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we are under fifty minutes for the first time in how many weeks? We somehow managed to not ramble on for too much longer. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you rate and review five stars, please. Helps us. Helps you. Don't ask how it helps you. Just know it does. Um. The YouTube channels, you can find me. Just search Baycoba. You'll see me. My big uh, animated avatar. You'll know it when you see it. Um, you can follow me at Baycoba on YouTube. Also follow me at Baycoba49GM on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Sam. If you're not watching the, the video version, you can follow him at Ninerwire Sam on Twitter. You can subscribe to his YouTube. Ninerwire. Search it. You see the is it, was it NS 
or NW. 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 What am I? I'm sorry. And Niners Sam. NW. Oh, but yeah, do those things. If you if you are not sure where to find this, you can check the podcast subscription uh subscription uh d- description um all all descriptions uh check them all and uh, you can find us down there too all our ads and everything our youtube channel and if you're on youtube you can find the podcast uh link alongside our uh twitter handles and everything so yeah just check that if you're not sure and uh that would do it for us as always go niners for guys not get zackers no they're not yes Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. WinBet Sportsbook again? Yeah, man. Want to get in on these bets with me? Okay, fine. Just signed up. Yes. See? WinBet. Told you. Sign up at winbet.com today using promo code BLUEWIRE to get up to $1,000 toward a risk-free sports bet. That's W-Y-N-N-BET and promo code BLUEWIRE. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.